The Internet's only all-business and financial radio network, Voice America Business. Welcome to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler show you what it takes to become a top 10% performer in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler. Welcome to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers. I'm Dr. Kathy Greenberg, and usually I'm co-hosted with Dr. Relly Nadler, your leadership development coaches. However, today we are live from Linkage, Women in Leadership in San Francisco, and Dr. Relly Nadler cannot be with us, but I do have some wonderful guests to share with you today. The founders of Leadership at Linkage, Inc. were Warren Bennis and Phil Harkins. And in today's dramatic economic climate, we really seek leaders who create real value and search for best practices in leadership that truly make a difference. So we're going to talk to some, if you will, women on the street here at the Women in Leadership Conference. And before I bring them on, just let me tell you a little bit about what we like to do in each and every show. Relly and I always try to bring you the best in current leadership topics, interviews with proven leaders, and we like to provide evidence-based best practices to help you and your organization be better, both in leadership and in development. We know leaders are the heartbeat of the organization, and most leaders can underestimate just how much they do influence others, and, you know, as a result, they will underperform. But just doing a few things just Small things differently can really improve your performance and your organization. And what we try to do in each and every one of these programs is help you develop more leaders. What happy companies know about performance is one of our hot topics. And we also like to talk about emotional intelligence, brain and neuroscience contributions, generation and gender differences you may want to be aware of, and, of course, work-life balance. We also like to bring all kinds of wonderful leaders who are top performers in their industry, and that's who we have today. On our program, we're going to be talking to Karen Lockwood of Howry Law Firm, Grace Hillelay, Vice President of Talent and Diversity at Comcast Cable, and we're going to be talking to Johanna Dillon, Assistant Vice President of Management and Leadership Development at Bankers Learning Network. And, of course, that's part of Banker's Life and Casualty. Now, before I bring them on, I just want to bring you um, up to speed on what this Women in Leadership Conference is about. And basically, in 1999, Linkage hosted the very first Women in Leadership Summit. Leaders from across the country and around the world joined together in their commitment to enhancing their own leadership capabilities and those of talented women in their organizations. Now in its 10th year, the summit boasts over 5,500 alumni and is one of the most, well, how can I say this, effective leadership development programs for women worldwide. In 2008, the focus of the summit is the leader of the future, developing the values and competencies of leaders who really have to thrive in today's environment and really just prepare, if you will, for tomorrow's increasingly complex and global marketplace. So we're delighted to have you with us today, and we're delighted to have our guests. And I just want to remind you of some of the statistics on leadership. You know, you can increase your performance by as much as 77% while increasing your life and professional satisfaction by as much as 50% with coaching. You can increase profit by creating coaching networks in your company in just one day. 
and studies show that happiness is tied to profit by more than 93%. And, of course, leaders have more than 50% influence over the climate of their teams, so emotions, which are contagious, are important for leaders to understand. As the emotional thermostat for your company, we want you to be your best. We know that leaders who move up the ladder more and better and faster have higher emotional intelligence than their coworkers. So we're going to talk to you today about some of those special people who are incredible leaders in their companies. And I'd like to start off by welcoming our first guest, Karen Lockwood. Hello, Karen. How are you, Kathy? I'm wonderful, and, and thanks for uh, just taking a moment out from the conference to come spend some time with us. I believe uh, Jane Fonda is our speaker as we kick off the day, and so I hate to pull you out of there and bring you in here to talk with us, but I have to tell you we're glad you're here. It is my thorough pleasure. We're glad to be here. Can you give us a little bit of background on yourself and how you got interested in leadership development for women? Well, I've been a trial lawyer for um, about 30 years, and um, I've had a background in social psychology and group dynamics before becoming a lawyer. And so those two things really combined as I began to work with junior women um, as a partner in my firm over their own career deliberations. And as I did more research into this and coordinated with partners, I realized the great um, leverage that we could accomplish by collaborating among women partners to really create collaborative relationships with our junior women in order to keep them in their careers and help them understand that a career is not one defined job, it's a stream. Now, you were uh, sharing a little bit of the extraordinary work that you have been leading uh, in the legal industry called affinity groups. Can you, can you talk a little bit about the history of those groups? Yes, there have been um, a few affinity groups in at least professional service firms, and I include accounting firms and law firms most aggressively, for a number of years. Our firm established an affinity group in 1992 and really went public with it with a budget approved by the management in 1993. So they've been around for a while. But the question um, is, if we have an affinity group that puts women um, across the firm together, what do they do and how do we keep it going and what are our goals? We found that there were not as many affinity groups as we might suggest. And we also found that women um, at all levels were talking about women's issues less in the marketplace and less um, and keeping things more isolated to themselves. So the affinity group concept is to help women reach across within the organization for the benefit of two people, the woman and the organization. Uh, as you're talking, I can't help but think, when you first started this program, what was the uh, the evolutionary temperature, if you will, of women leaders in your industry? Was this, was this kind of um, something you did because people were asking for it? Was this something you did because it was really essential to their success to be future partners in the firm? Give us a little history on that. That's just a great question. So the, the setting is that... Um, Women had been, at that time, coming out of law school to increasing rates, and I think the national rate then was 35 to 40% of graduates are women, and yet the women representation at the highest-ranking management levels in the partnership was very, very low. Um, we understood that it helps women's careers for them to be out outside the firm, speaking, 
finding opportunities for themselves to develop leadership, doing something more in addition than simply practicing law and, and uh, serving their clients. Um, because happier women are more successful women. More successful women help make more successful firms just as more successful men do. So the key is how to keep the women engaged and involved. Um, as the decade passed and we got into 2000 and, and then even 2004 and five. Um, I decided to use um, an opportunity that I had uh, in leadership of a bar, the Women's Bar Association in D.C., to really bring together um, leaders across D.C. of the largest law firms, and I mean (coughs) managing partners, men and women, whichever. (coughs) Thank you. And to have them sit in a safe environment over 16 hours in four sessions and talk in front of women in the audience, uh, facilitated by women who knew the data and were experts on this. Talk about what are the stumbling blocks? What are the best practices we have to address women's retention and advancement? And our last session is the most uh, poignant one. Why are the best practices not good enough and what else can we do? So we pushed the envelope. We published a a significant book, won some media attention, uh, the best earned media one can think of um, in a national publication, that one, the New York Times. And we really launched a great deal more attention to the importance of affinity groups within professional service firms. So we see a big expansion in them and a lot of open sharing among those women groups across the country um, to expand best practices. Now, you, you spearheaded this, and I understand the American Bar Association has been now involved in helping to support this. Can you talk a little bit about that? So the American Bar Association has a very, very active uh, commission on uh, women in the profession, and they have predated by a number of years the project that we did. They've been very active. They do national research. They're very, very advocative and do a wonderful job. Um, there have been uh there's also a national conference of women's bar associations which meets at the same time that the ABA does every year and so the cross fertilization between the ABA which is the largest bar organization and has significant public attention and the ability of the state women's bar associations to bring those lessons into the states and actually move into the marketplace is critical here's the missing link that we've we think we understand now How can there be so many studies? How can there be such good writing? Um, And yet the change is so slow. Part of the answer is reaching those in the marketplace who hold the power to actually create change. Understanding the power structure within that industry, whether it's law firms, accounting firms, or corporate organizations, um, is the beginning point. And, And then when you reach that power structure, you have several tasks to do. One is identify the myths and knock them down. Knocking them down then becomes enrolling the leaders who now are better educated about why the pipeline won't solve these advancement problems and enrolling them at a level where they truly understand that the business success hinges in significant part upon women's success and then proposing ways that they can um, work with women and men across the organization to improve access, acknowledgement of women, and ultimately advancement. Now, it's obvious to our listeners and those of us who are here around this board table um, who are listening to you that you are, you know, quite passionate 
stop the subject. Uh, and you're such an advocate, and you're so articulate about the issues and how to solve them. What are you doing here at Women in Leadership at Linkage to support this advocacy and to help transfer this passion to other women so they can actually follow in the uh, affinity model at their company, even if they're not in a law firm? We have four different sessions that partners of mine uh, from Howry are leading, most focused on women's affinity groups. We have a four-hour network session for brainstorming with corporate women about how to build a group that fits your organization. There's no cookie cutter for it, and we're spreading the leadership. That's what we like to hear. And when we come back from this break, I will give everybody a website where they can find more about you, Karen, and thanks for being with us today. Thank you so much. We'll be right back. This is Leadership Development News. The bottom line in business, Voice America Business. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better? What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066 Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50 to 350%? At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Dr. Greenberg, co-author of What Happy Companies Know and What Happy Women Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical training for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy herself is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group training, and as an electrifying conference speaker for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results. To learn more about adding Kathy and H2C to your team, visit her blog at kathygreenberg.com. That's Kathy with a C, Greenberg.com. And click on the H2C link. Business coaching is a helping relationship between an individual who wants to improve performance and personal satisfaction and a coach who has the drive and desire to help individuals achieve their goals. Each week, listen for the Coaches Forum for ideas, approaches, and proven behaviors that help listeners enhance their performance and move forward to greater success. The Coaches Forum with your host, Dr. Milton Lopes, is heard every Thursday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. The Internet's only all-business and financial radio network, Voice America Business. 
You're listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions that you're just dying to ask, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Hi, this is Kathy Greenberg, and uh, usually I'm here with my friend and uh, colleague, Relly Nadler. But today we are doing a live show from Linkage Women in Leadership Summit here in San Francisco. And we have been fortunate enough to snag some wonderful top performers in their company who have actually given of their time at this conference to come talk to us. So you're going to hear background noise. You're going to hear people coming and going. You're going to hear lots of stuff you don't usually hear on the show. But I hope you will still listen in and know that we are bringing you all the news that's fit to print in leadership live here at Linkage. So we've just been speaking with Karen Lockwood at Howry Law Firm about affinity groups, and we're going to bring Karen back at the end when we kind of have a group discussion. But I I'm going to introduce you now to a wonderful woman by the name of Grace Killalane. Grace is the Vice President of Talent and Diversity at Comcast Cable. And earlier this year, we spoke to Sharice Lilly, who also talked a little bit about talent management at Comcast. But today, we're going to talk to Grace about what they're doing in leadership, why it's so important, why she took time from her busy schedule to, to be with us here at Women in Leadership. And Grace, thanks for being here. It's great to be here, Kathy. Um, we are so happy to be able to share this moment with many of these women leaders. Tell me a little bit about your background, how you came to Comcast. Did you train to actually do leadership development? I know you have a lot of passion for a lot of things that you do, including uh, some dancing, which we'll talk about <laughs> as well. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm, a, I would say, a traditional HR executive. I've been working in human resources for about 26 years and had a path uh, started in retail and did everything from labor relations to your typical generalist work, um, and really had the opportunity to come into the telecom industry in the um, early 90s. And through the telecom industry, really became affiliated with an association called Women in Cable and Telecommunications, which is the major association that supports women in the cable industry, which includes programming like HBO and Lifetime. Um, I was the SVP of uh, Human Resources for Lifetime Television in New York, and um, have really just found a passion for women. And I think I'm someone who is really lucky to find uh, a career who's, you know, that really trans- transformed itself into my passions, which has been around developing women and people of color, which is really where I spend my time. And it really translated into what is now my full-time job at Comcast. So it's nice when we have a calling. You know, we talk about in our book, What Happy Women Know, uh, we talk about a calling. You know, there's a calling we have to do something, and nobody can pay us enough money to deliver on our sense of purpose. It sounds like that this has been something you have thought about for a long time, and you're now actually executing on that calling. Is that pretty Absolutely. accurate? Absolutely, and I think I'm, I'm someone who believes that you create uh, your future, and I think you have to have a plan for yourself, and I think you have to take control of your own destiny. And, you know, as I moved along my career path, I narrowed down the things that I was really passionate about. And I think it's been a combination of skill and luck um, that I've been at the right place at the right time. But there's been a great opportunity, sort of a crossroads for me, where my organization is really looking to focus uh, with a finer point around the development of women, the development of people of color in our organization, and leadership in general. Because I think it gets too narrow sometimes when we only talk about women. And leadership is about everyone. And um, our speaker earlier talked about how you have to have the decision makers 
engaged. Otherwise, affinity groups are wonderful, but they don't actually create movement. So it's really about engaging leaders at every level, talking about the return on investment, talking about the value proposition, not just making it be about something that feels good and it's the right thing to do, but it's really about great business, uh, reflecting our customer base, reflecting the future consumer. And I think the country and our organizations are all really poised for more movement in that direction. Outstanding. What is it that you can tell us you're actually doing at Comcast to engage your talent and to help women and the diversity movement, um, you know, kind of move into this future, this change, and we're all talking about change, of course. So, um, you know, without divulging some some core secrets that mm -hmm. Comcast might have about how it's doing what it's doing, can you share a little bit with us about well, what you're involved with? Absolutely, and I think for us right now, the secret sauce is really around the combination of formal initiatives and grassroots efforts. It's about looking at what organizations can do from a global perspective, but really recognizing that you can make change one person at a time, and really engaging other people in the process, not just saying, this is your job, Grace Killaway, go make this happen, but having me be a conduit to reach out to other people and say, you're doing some fantastic work, and I'll give you a quick example. Um, I have the unbelievable privilege of facilitating uh, the largest leadership program for women executives in the cable industry. It's called the Betsy Magnus Leadership Institute. Um, it's affiliated with um, the, the Center for Creative Leadership. It's the number. It's just an unbelievable program. And having spoken at Boston University recently, it, as far as we know, it's the only program like it in the world. And our women come together for a period of nine months. We go to those women at Comcast that are alumni of that program and say, okay, now what are you going to do in Chicago? What are you going to do in Detroit? What are you going to do in Manchester, New Hampshire to elevate other women? Because it's really about creating a pool, you said earlier, a pipeline of women, but it's also making these women be accountable for their own leadership progression. One of the biggest challenges that we have as women is sometimes we look around and say, why isn't somebody giving me a hand up? And sometimes we have to hold each other's hands and create a boost for each other. And I recently heard, and I think it was in the Harvard Business Review, and I apologize because I can't tell you exactly, where it's less about a ladder and more about a lattice. Hmm. Women now are moving side to side and up and maybe down a little and over to get where they need to go. And having other women engaged at every level, because it's sharing information, it's about sharing um, access to power, which is what we really need. So for me, it's that combination of creating women who are moving the needle themselves and then creating programs so that our executives recognize these women are ready for those next right roles. And a little bit of my job, honestly, is to stand in front of opportunities and say, why aren't we considering this woman, this person of color? And if we're not, then let's go back and give them what they need so that the next time an opportunity is ready, they're ready. Now, one of the things that I experienced with you this year when I came to visit at Comcast was an extraordinary relationship you have with the academic community. You had some visitors in from Italy, uh, I believe, a university in Italy. Can you talk a little bit about these exchange programs that you're doing? Well, actually, that was an interesting opportunity, and I, I certainly won't take personal credit for it, but um, we have, Comcast has a really strong, passionate group of leaders. And Temple University, which is a Philadelphia-based um, school, or a Pennsylvania-based school, has a program where they have a campus in Rome. And they brought their students in for an exchange program. Their Rome campus came to Philadelphia. And I was asked to speak 
to that to that group about leadership. And one of the things that I do uh, at Comcast, I travel about 120,000 miles a year, is I talk about leadership, but I talk about personal accountability and leadership, that you, you know, leave a leader. So that was what we shared with the uh, folks from Temple. We also have an amazing program where we uh, work with over 80 young interns every year, and we bring them into sort of a university setting. So it's really about developing people, people of color and women, at every level. And to me, to talk to an 18-year-old and to have her start thinking differently about herself and her future is really where you make the difference. And it was amazing to me because you and I were actually having a little bit of lunch when the two women from the Temple University program came over to thank you for inspiring these young women because, in fact, cross-culturally, we are advantaged. We really do here in the United States have some advantages that other women don't have. And I'm wondering if you see uh, also a cross-generational difference. You know, Comcast has been around now long enough to have seen a multi-generational workforce. We have the Generation Y, which, as we know, are the millennials. They're, uh, you know, they range up to about 27 or 28 now. I have one of those. I have a daughter who's 27. And then um, we have the Generation X, which are the folks born between, you know, 61 and 68. And then we have the Boomers. I'm a Boomer. I'm not giving you my age, but I'm a Boomer. But you look great. <laughs> oh well, thank you. <laughs> so, um, so coming from, you know, one one woman uh, to another. Um, what can you see? I mean, you say it's great to talk to an 18-year-old and inspire them differently. What do you see in a cross-generational workforce like you have at, at Comcast that you need to pay attention to? Well, I think that young women today, particularly the younger women, and I'll talk about our organization, certainly have a sense of entitlement and empowerment that is different than certainly I think I had when I came out of school and I started in my first job. But they still need the coaching around you know, skill versus will. You know, what you want to do and what you're capable of doing. And sometimes what these women, younger women need is the ability to develop political savvy. They're a little bit unable to manage the political environment because we really don't teach it in school. I think what is so profound for me is women in their 40s to 50s, particularly women who've risen in their, in their careers, also find, this has been my observation, and I've worked with over 400 executive women across the industry, there's almost a sense of loneliness that women get. So when we talked about affinity groups earlier, one of the strongest values about focusing on groups of women is giving them a place where they can talk about their real issues, whether it is the struggles they have being a mother or choosing not to be a mother, because we don't all choose traditional paths. And I happen to be single with no children, and I'm 50. So my lifestyle is very different than a friend who might be 48 with a couple of children. But women want camaraderie, they want companionship, and very often because there's so many pressures on time that women of that age really put themselves last. And probably the most, uh, one of the most glorious things I get to see every year is these groups of women come together. The bottom line in business, Voice America Business. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence 
so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50 to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Dr. Greenberg, co-author of What Happy Companies Know and What Happy Women Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical training for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy herself is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group training, and as an electrifying conference speaker for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results. To learn more about adding Kathy and H2C to your team, visit her blog at kathygreenberg.com. That's Kathy with a C, Greenberg.com. And click on the H2C link. The Internet's only all business and financial radio network, Voice America Business. You're listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions that you're just dying to ask, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back. This is Dr. Kathy Greenberg, and we're coming to you live today from Women in Leadership. That's Will, Women in Leadership Summit, one of the linkage summits and best practice programs that they have throughout the year. And I'm here live with Karen Lockwood, Grace Killalay, and we're now going to introduce you to Johanna Dillon. But I did promise you some contact information, so let me make sure I give you that. For our friend uh, Karen Lockwood, you can reach her at Lockwood K at Howlry.com, H-O-W-R-E-Y.com, and that's Lockwood, L-O-C-K-W-O-O-D-K, at Lockwood, excuse me, at Lowry.com. Excuse me, now I'm just confusing everybody. Lockwood at Howlry.com. And then we have Grace Killalay, and Grace is at Comcast. You can reach Grace at Grace underscore Killalay, K-I-L-L-E-L-E-A, at cable.comcast. And, of course, uh, we archive these, and so we will have that information for you as well. And I want to introduce you to Johanna Dillon. Uh, Johanna is a great addition to the group. She's Assistant Vice President, Bankers Learning Network, and that is their Management and Leadership Development Network. And Bankers, of course, is a well-known name, been around a long time in the life and casualty business. Welcome, Johanna. Thank you, Kathy. Um, Johanna, we have asked our other um, featured guests here today to talk a little bit about themselves and how you got into leadership development and management. 
tell us a little bit about your background, uh, how long you've been at Bankers, what you love to do, why you're doing it, and then let's talk a little bit about what you're doing here. Great. Um, I've been with Bankers uh, Life and Casualty for about three and a half years. And before that, I was with a manufacturing company for five years in a similar role. Um, and before that, I was in the retail industry for about 15 years doing training and development. And um, similar to, to Grace, I kind of come by it honestly, and I just fell into training and development. It was one thing that no matter what I was doing and what industry I was doing, it was something that I got great satisfaction out of helping other people develop their skills and get where they wanted to go. So I've, uh, as I said, I've been with bankers for about three and a half years trying to build the leadership development network for 170 branches across the United States. So it's been, uh, it's been a great, great experience so far. And tell us a little bit about some of the program that you're going to participate in tomorrow on Tuesday morning. Yes, um, tomorrow we will be presenting a, um, a breakout session on what happy women know, and how we can help women get out of some of the traps that um, they get themselves caught up in. A lot of times I, I see that um, both the other speakers talked about it, that there's not necessarily this network where women can help themselves get out of these traps that, um, that uh, they get in when they uh, are working so much and they can't really figure out what is it that I want to do, what's my goal, how do I get out of this, if I only had this much money, if I only had this position, and we spiral. We spiral. Yeah, and we call those happiness traps. Yeah, right? Yeah. right. So these happiness traps that we get into and we would only be happy if this happened. So tomorrow's program, we're going to help women identify some of the triggers that get them in those traps and give them a specific systematic approach to getting out of those, um, getting out of those traps. So it should be a really interesting program to see who, who, who we can help, and that's really what we're here for. Well, I think one of the things that women in leadership really tries to do is to leave everyone with tools, techniques, actually some strategies and takeaways that they can go back to the workplace with when they leave here and really apply in their own work environment. And um, you do that day in and day out. So even though you're doing it here at Women in Leadership, talk a little bit about some of the training that you do at Bankers Learning sure. Network. You know, while, I, while I'm, I'm honored to be a presenter tomorrow, I'm also here to learn. I work in a mostly male-dominated industry, and sometimes um, trying to get ahead in that industry can be a challenge. So I'm really looking forward to also some of the programs and, and working with Karen and, and some of the learning teams that she's putting together around these affinity groups and trying to help build some of those, some of those within the insurance uh, company and also in the insurance industry. So, uh, you know, I have a, a, a challenge myself, and so it's great to be surrounded by women of, of uh, great talent and leadership ability that can help me in my career um, figure out how to do this better in the job that I'm in. Now, one of the things that you have been focused on um, has been a program with uh, Bill Lombardo, mm -hmm. who is the head of the uh, Bankers Learning Network, and that has been the Evolving Leader Program. Can you talk a little bit about what uh, the Evolving Leader Program is focused on, why you're implementing it, and how far along you are? Sure. Um, in our structure, we have regional directors who are responsible for not only their own production in their own branch, but also a host of other branches in the system. And it, it came to our attention about two years ago that the, the system wasn't working. The role wasn't functioning the way it needed to function because these high-level leaders really didn't have the skill in order to manage and develop the other leaders within their organization. 
So we did some research on that and worked with the American College um, on gathering some data around what would really help improve that role, that specific role that's so crucial to our success as a company. And uh, we created a three-day program with your help, with Kathy's help here as well as the American College. And um, we put together a very systematic approach to leadership development at this level of the organization that include, included 360s. Uh, for each of those people, uh, each of those 15 leaders, and then one-on-one -on -one interviews around their 360, a three-day program where they came and got the skills, the, the, the um, priority skills that they needed in order to do their job better, some post-coaching, and then we're in the process of trying to create some peer-to-peer -peer networking coach, uh, coach, uh, networks of coaches back on the job so that the skills continue to perpetuate even when they're not in the classroom or, or with a, a quote-unquote certified coach. So um, we launched that program in April and are still in the process of measuring some of the successes of it and continuing on our peer-to-peer -peer networks and uh, in, in those coaching networks. So uh, it, it's been very exciting, a lot of work, but um, we, we've seen some, some results already from people who say, gosh, I didn't know that about myself. It's great to have that level of emotional intelligence because now I can lead better or communicate differently or um, I, I, my peer group thinks one thing and, and I really thought I was doing something else better or worse than I was. So it, it's been um, a big eye-opener, I think, for all levels of our organization to say we, continue, we need to continue to focus on leadership development, not only at this level, but at all levels of the organization. Now, in your uh, three-day um, program here, what's the biggest takeaway that you have planned to kind of focus on as um, one of our younger women leaders, um, kind of up and coming in not only your industry, but in leadership development. Is there something here that you want to take away? When we talk to Karen, you know, she's enabling. She's really helping women to create these affinity groups and understand the importance of the network. Um, you know, Grace is really focused on helping um, women integrate and diversity of style and diversity of culture um, kind of surface so that we get the best of everyone in a company as large as Comcast. Now, obviously you said that you work in a very male-oriented uh, organization and an industry. Is there something you can take away from this Women in Leadership Conference that's going to help shift that? Yes, and uh, you know, I, I was um, very impressed with, with both Karen and, and Grace earlier talking about um, having some formal initiatives but also some of those grassroots approaches to things. I feel like in my and my role, um, having only been there three and a half years and having had no structure for leadership development, most of my first two and a half years were spent in this grassroots kind of approach to talking about competency models and uh, a, a, the circles of leadership that it helps people be focused on what it needs takes for them to be a good leader, for their teams to be functioning, and how to get the organizational results that they need. So, people have now started to take notice of that, so now I'm in a position where we get to kind of formalize some things. So, so my role here is to, is to help figure out how to make that transition as smooth as possible and do it on a more global basis. Um, you know, well, I've been, I'm, I, you, uh, Grace said she's 120,000 miles on the road. That was how I felt my first two years. And now I want to be the person that's kind of managing and directing those specific efforts because we're going to get a bigger bang for our buck. Um, but the other thing that I would say I was foc I'm focused on here is how to get more women involved in leadership roles in our organization. So when Karen was talking about the affinity groups, we, we have tried to do that, but we didn't look at the power structure. We didn't look at who we could get to support that. 
and you know, trying to influence without authority in some of these areas in my organization can be a challenge, and I think it's a challenge for a lot of women. So um, trying to figure out how to get those kinds of things done uh, politically correctly and strategically is, is what I'm trying to, uh, the takeaways that I'm looking for here at this conference. Well, um, you know, it's an inspiration to listen to everybody, and, and I think very briefly there's going to be some doors opening from the Grand Ballroom as Jane Fonda finishes her her, her <laughs> keynote address for the breakfast, and we're going to hear a roar of women who are going to be going to get their books signed, so we need to prepare for that for that background noise. But what I wanted to do <laughs> was give us an opportunity um, to kind of share a little bit about what are the key takeaways you want. I mean, Johanna, you shared a little bit, Karen and Grace. I'd love to hear a little bit from each of you, given that you are so evolved and you're such leaders in your community and in your industry. And certainly with the Betsy Magnus program, Grace, I know you were instrumental in taking that all over the nation. Can we just hear from you about what, what is it that you get from a conference like this that really makes a difference? One of the things that I, I, I this is Karen, and I obviously worked on um, the issues that I'm focusing on from, from my perspective, which was within law firms. And as I have worked on that now for three years in a very focused way, I've brought um, real crystallization among the, my bar colleagues to the issue of corporate women and executive women, uh, corporate women and professional service women working with each other. In fact, the fourth event we have here today is a roundtable. This, this week is a roundtable at the Linkage Conference on how corporate women and partners or in, in service firms can work together. For example, competencies. Um, Johanna mentions competencies. The law firm culture has largely not focused on developing competencies as the beginning, as the central core for an evaluation, promotion, and feedback system. We were lucky enough to have a wonderful professional development manager join our law firm, and she came from the corporate environment. And she designed a competency program, which we think is the first one in a major law firm. It is objectively oriented. It's not grading from one to five. It's grading according to your level of skill on competencies. And then we rolled it into... of our perspectives when we come back from the break. So come right back. The Bottom Line in Business, Voice America Business. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better? What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. 
What can you tell me about Skills USA? Skills USA teaches you employability skills. So you know how to deal with people, you have teamwork, your resume is going to look awesome. Well, it's important to know your technical skills, but not only that, to have soft skills, the skills of learning how to communicate with people. On the web at skillsusa.org. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50 to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Dr. Greenberg, co-author of What Happy Companies Know and What Happy Women Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the happiness equals profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical training for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy herself is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group training, and as an electrifying conference speaker for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and and proven results. To learn more about adding Kathy and H2C to your team, visit her blog at kathygreenberg.com. That's Kathy with a C, greenberg.com. And click on the H2C link. The Internet's only all-business and financial radio network, Voice America Business. You're listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers, with your hosts, Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions that you're just dying to ask, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back. This is Kathy Greenberg, and we're live here at Women in Leadership at Linkage in San Francisco. We were just talking to Johanna Dillon, and if you'd like to reach Johanna, she's at j.dillon, and that's two L's, D-I-L-L-O-N, at banklife.com. And we're all still here in the room, Karen, Grace, Johanna. And um, Grace, you were going to tell us a little bit about what your key takeaway would be from a program like this, given your extensive knowledge of women in leadership and the best practices that you're already carrying across the nation. Well, I think it's um, Karen mentioned earlier about why are you know are these really best practices and what can we do to make them really more effective? And so I think coming together with a group of women who are really focused on not only their own development but their own corporation's development allows me to tap into things that possibly we haven't thought of. Somebody's doing it better, somebody's doing it faster. So it's really about just broadening my own personal network of information, learning knowledge, and then it's always just great to have those personal connections because you never know where those lead down the road as well. And I think women need to spend more time developing their professional networks um, because we spend a lot of time focusing on everyone but ourselves. And at a time like now, you know, with the economy being what it is, the more people you know, the more access you have to other organizations, the better prepared you are for any shifts that may be out of your control. 
beautiful. And, you know, Grace, uh, I just want to thank you for taking the time, again, away from your opportunities to learn and share here to come on the air and share with us. It's my pleasure. Now, we also have two new guests who've just joined us, um, and they are uh, Tracy Edmonds and Linda Jimenez from WellPoint. Welcome, ladies. Thank you. Hello. Thank you. We're delighted uh, to have you with us, and we've heard such wonderful things uh, from our uh, event coordinator here, Anne-Marie Saroy. She just can't stop talking about how wonderful you are. What is it that the two of you are doing for and with women in leadership that are really making a difference in your organization around women in leadership? Well, I am um, heading up a uh, workforce diversity effort, and part of that, uh, one of our initiatives under that is uh, establishing a women's leadership affinity group. Um, and Tracy is the co-lead for our women's leadership resource group. So I'm delighted that she's here to listen in, to uh, again go through that self-renewal of listening to people, uh, building a network, and establishing some best practices. Fabulous. Tracy, um, how long have you been involved in this initiative, and how long has WellPoint been involved in this kind of a, a training program, leadership development program for women? Well, we really kicked off our associate resource groups um, late last year, and we've been developing them over the past six months with the Women's Leadership Group and really trying to provide an opportunity for women in the organization to connect. Um, we hear that overwhelmingly, especially women of color, the desire to connect with each other, learn from each other, and kind of learn the tricks of the trade for progressing through an organization, especially of our size. It's amazing um, that we've just been talking for maybe five minutes as you've come into the program, and we already know women uh, that we've shared history with and individuals in the industry and healthcare that we've shared um, some network with. So, you know, to the point that, that Grace was making and, and that um, we've heard so many women talk about, when you leave this conference, what's, what's like the biggest takeaway you have besides saying, hey, I met people who know people who I enjoy working with. What, what's some of the key takeaways? I think for me, one of the key takeaways is walking away with, you know, several hundred business cards, um, individuals with like interests, um, who have, you know, like concerns, uh, who have similar struggles um, and similar successes. And um, I, I was a, I'm an alumni of this uh, summit. This is my second year in participation. Um, and many of the cards that I've got last year are still with me. Uh, so we have an opportunity to reconnect again to see how far we've come in a year, uh, to put new challenges up on the table, um, and then also just to reach out over the year with one another to say, what are you doing? How can you help? Do you have any ideas? So that's the, that's the key takeaway for me. And Tracy, were you here before as well? I was not. Um, this is my first time here, and I'm getting the opportunity to support one of the learning teams. And one of the things that's really important for me and why I'm so interested in the learning teams is kind of passing it on because there's so much information that we glean from conferences such as this, but being able to take one or two nuggets back that you can really apply and make a difference in your day-to-day -day work, that's what's important. So that's why it's so important to be involved with our Women's Leadership Resource Group. It's so important to go back and mentor and coach others on what you learn. Now, before you ladies take off, I'd like you, if you could, to tell us if we want to learn more about what WellPoint is doing, how can we reach you? What is the best website or email or phone number? What is it that we should put out here on the air for people to contact you? Uh, certainly, our, I think our website is pretty uh, comprehensive and tells a lot about who we are as an organization, and that's www.wellpoint.com. Um, certainly, uh, Tracy, both in terms of our working, both of us working in human resources, both of us working with uh, the leadership development for women in our organization, you can reach out to us at um, 317 area code 488 6088. 
um, and they'll direct you right to us. That's beautiful. So that's Tracy Edmonds and Linda Jimenez, and they're at WellPoint. Thank you, ladies, for being with Thank us you. today. Thank we you look, for the opportunity. Oh, we look forward to hearing from you again in the future. Thank you. So we, um, we've just been talking to some new friends that came to join us. As I said, we're kind of doing uh, uh, women on the street here at the Women in Leadership Conference in San Francisco. And as I told you, Jane Fonda was the opening keynote this morning. And uh, since none of us could be in there to hear her, and she's now doing book signings, so we couldn't get her in here, although I'm sure she would have loved to have been with us, we have Barrett Avigdor who is uh, one of our Accenture um, talent engagement experts who's also conducting some leadership development programs um, concurrently. And uh, Barrett, you were lucky enough to get in the session this morning. Um, what did you hear? I was. Uh, well, first of all, Jane looks fabulous. She's 71. She's as beautiful as she ever was. Um, and she, she told the story that began on her 59th birthday. And she said just as she was turning 59, she realized that at 60 she'd begin the third act of her life and that she wanted that act to be something. She wanted to be sure that when she died, she wouldn't have any regrets. So she wanted to be very purposeful about what the um, third act would be about. So she started by, she spent the, a year looking back over acts one and two of her life and realized that she had focused much of her time and energy on being perfect. And being perfect meant getting rid of all those aspects of herself she felt were imperfect. Believe it or not, she thinks there were. Um, but you know, her, her, the, the idea that to be loved, you have to be perfect. She realized after a year of soul-searching and writing and putting together a 20-minute documentary that what she really wanted her third act to be about was to be whole and to be loved for being whole. And that resulted, unfortunately, in her divorce from Ted Turner, um, but that's been her life's work ever since, and she's been working with adolescent boys and girls um, to help them learn to love themselves and to seek wholeness rather than perfection. So it was a great, it was a great speech, very inspirational. And it's fascinating that when we talk about the new science of happiness, we talk about broadening and building on your strengths. And what Jane Fonda was just talking about is if you really know what you're passionate about, if you really love what you're doing, perfection is really not the focus and the goal. It's doing what you love and doing it well. And sometimes even at her age, it, it requires us to step back, take a look at where we are in life, and readjust. Does that sound right? Absolutely. And, you know, she started out with a, a little joke about, you know, how the audience is full of business women, and she doesn't consider herself a businesswoman. But instead, what she would do is do things she followed her passions. And as a result, was an incredibly successful businesswoman producing films, um, creating those exercise videos that were a huge business success. So I think you're, you're absolutely right. She's been following her passion her whole life, um, and, and that's led her to do things that she's very proud of. And do you have the title of her book? I guess her book was written in 2005. I think, well, the book that they have on sale out there that she's signing is My Life So Far. Okay. So maybe there'll be My Life So Far 2 and My Life So Far 3 if we're all lucky. Well, you know, Jane Fonda has been such a wonderful advocate for women, and we're all giggling here. But the reality is, you know, growing up, we all knew who Jane Fonda was and is, and here she is at the age of 61 as a speaker, you know, introducing the world. Of course, well, tune in soon. Take care.
You've been listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We sincerely hope that you're leaving us today with some great ideas and inspiration from today's top leaders. Join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Business Channel. Up-to-date business and financial news. Money, money. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business. 